What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Struggle to Strength podcast, your source for real-life application on how to turn your struggles into strengths in all things mind, muscle, and money. Dude, Matt's a cool guy. Yeah. Uh, a cool guy, very much like aligned with what we talk about here, like the whole struggle to strength. He doesn't like the word mindset, but he definitely yeah. does a lot of mindset shit, you know? Totally. Um, I think it's about like graduating past just the mindset. Exactly. Yeah. And it seems like he's gotten there. So that was cool. We kind of did like a inspirational beginning to the episode about how he's overcome a lot of these things, including like broken back and pelvis with a year and a half recovery to then like an informational second half of the episode where we learned a lot about real estate, real estate investing and cool ways that we can make our money work for us and how you can invest in real estate. Even if you don't have any money at all, you can start making money with zero dollars. So, and what to do in the recession that we're in. That's and what to do. Worse. Yeah, because we are in a recession. So we ask some questions that pertain to us and that you guys might find helpful. So uh, tune in, y'all. Grab a notebook, grab a pen and paper. Uh, there's some really good, valuable tidbits in here that are going to help get you through this recession and help you make more money, help you be inspired to make more money, more motivated. We will see y'all inside. Especially 25 or so years, 20 years. And it's just, I got to shake my head, man. Like, I, I don't know the ups and downs and, and the injuries and then the kids and then the marriage and the bankruptcies. And the, it was, it's, it's a lot to kind of fathom. I'm really interested in diving into that because I think a lot of people struggle with this concept. People think that progression is linear or like ideally we want it to be linear. Logically, we know it's not like there are setbacks, but yet we're so emotional that we like hang on to every single win and like, Every loss is just so devastating. Well, and, and I think, you know, I think we've been programmed to look at the losses more so than the wins throughout life, right? I th and I think a lot of that comes natural to a lot of people where, you know, one, one something bad happens and it's like the end of the world. But when you look at it, the wins that you've had up to that point far outweigh any sort of bad or negativity or negative thing that might have just happened. But we're programmed to focus so like on those micro the microcosm of negativity or negative things that happen every single day right and it's why i mean why do you think that so many people are suffering from depression every single day it's because they just find themselves kind of in this downward spiral of focusing on all the bad things versus everything as a whole that's going on mm -hmm. i agree with that i think like dude you can't drive past an accident without looking at it people love negativity we love that shit if, if if the last two years, two and a half years hasn't shown that people love to feel <laughs> negativity, nothing will. Let's be honest here, right? Yeah. I mean, they feed off of it. People feed off of it versus the good. But the good and the wins is what you really should be focusing on. Because if, if you have that mindset and that positive outlook, it doesn't matter what happens to you bad. I mean, literally, I was laying in bed for, for six months with a broken back and pelvis and I lost my business. Right. But I had to look at the positive things. Right. I had, a, I had a two year old daughter that was healthy. I had a marriage that was good. We had our real estate that was going to get us through. Like I could have sat there and fallen into a deep circle of, you know, of wherever and gone into this really bad place. But why? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the point? Because you want to play victim? Well, I'm not a victim. Like, uh, I, I, so many people love to play that victim because they think they get that 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 sympathy right by playing the victim 
But in reality, it just makes them look worse off in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I've been through similar situations. You know, I, I was pretty accident prone uh, as a child, <laughs> it turns out. Right. Um, <laughs> even into my later years, like, I've, yeah. you know, health issues have kind of come and gone. And I think people have often wondered like, oh, man, that sucks. Dude, there's all it. Maybe. Maybe it sucks. You know, the story of the Chinese farmer, like maybe it sucks, but right. maybe there's an opportunity. And what you were doing, it sounds like kind of focusing on the things that you still have that are positive that you're grateful for. Absolutely. Like, and, 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 and here's the thing, like it could always be worse, right? Mm -hmm. Always. It doesn't matter what, what you're going through or what you're dealing with. It could always be worse. Mm -hmm. Could it always be better? Sure. Absolutely. But it could always be worse. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think a lot of people lose that perspective because they get so focused on themselves and, and what they might be going through at this time. And sometimes it just takes like uh, that extra person. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have my days where I was like, what, you know, how did I end up here? What is going on? But it was my wife that, at the time who was the one that kind of pushed me through to be like, look, it could be a lot worse, right? You could be paralyzed. You could be dead. You know, we, 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 we could have like no business or no income coming in. I mean, it, and then she's right. I mean, and it's right. And sometimes it takes that, that outside party to say, you know, just smack you upside the head and say, look, snap out of it. Things aren't as bad as you think they are. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what you think of this. Cause I've been in, I've been in the situation. I was out of the gym for like a year. I couldn't lift more than eight pounds. Couldn't get my groceries. Mine was, I had a, a esophageal rupture. Okay. And so kind of similar to you, like I, I lost a lot. Like I felt like I lost myself and I needed to find myself. And leading up to this, I had other surgeries that were kind of like, we'll do like one major surgery a year. Yeah. I kept on saying like, you know what? It could be worse. It could be worse. Um, I have this, I have, this i'm grateful for all of these good things in my life but it, it right. could be worse so like you know basically shut the fuck up and be grateful for it you know and yeah. what i realized like i kept on focusing on it could be worse and i saw your post on mindset so i'm curious to see what you think about this i kept on saying it could be worse and dude it felt like shit kept getting worse right well and then i started saying it will get better like yeah it could be worse but it will get better you know, you're exactly right. I think we attract what we what we have on top of mind, right? So even though you're sitting there saying, you know, it could be worse, it could be worse, it could be worse, by continuing to say that over and over again, you're attracting more bad things to come into your into in the play here, right? And so, I, and that's something that's always been very hard for me because I grew up in a very pessimistic family, a hundred percent, you know, upfront on that. Like, I love my mom to death, but she's a, she is the most pessimistic person you will ever meet like every day the world's coming to an end in some some way or some matter with her and so for me to 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 almost reprogram my my the way that i think to change from that because it was that for a very long time to kind of the way that i go about my day to day now it's a conscious effort that you have to continuously make over and over and over again every single day even you know multiple times throughout the day to make sure that you are not falling back into that negative mindset because even saying like you said even saying it could be worse it could be worse it has a negative connotation to it yeah yeah you know, because you're still talking about things that are bad basically yeah and that's kind of all your brain hears is like yeah worse oh shit yeah worse like there's yeah. worse <laughs> yeah yeah and you know and it's it's funny because you talk you bring up mindset right and i've talked about it before um in, in some of my posts and stuff and i've actually gotten away from talking about it 
Um, because it, to me, I think nowadays it is such an overused kind of hype word that, that so many people are talking about. And it just gets to the point where it's, it, it no longer has its validity anymore because everyone's talking about mindset, right? But three or four years ago, no one even knew that, you know, you would say mindset and people were like, what the hell is that? Like, I don't understand what you're saying. Change my mindset. What do you mean? Like, and now it's like everyone and their mother is talking about it. And, and like, you know, so I've tried, I've tried, I've really made a conscious effort, especially over the last, you know, eight to 12 months to really focus on not talking so much about that, even though it's extremely important, it's just, it's overplayed. So what do you, uh, what do you focus on then if, cause I totally relate to the whole like negative, uh, family thing. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the same. Like I, lo- yeah, I love them, but I think it's they're a very new, pessimistic, a negative. Oh, for sure. It's yeah, a yeah, Northeast yeah. thing for very, sure. Very like cynical. Um, so how do you then change your mindset without focusing on mindset? What is important to you? And, um, I guess, you know, what did you do to, to get to that point? Yeah. So I I think, I think it's, there's a couple answers to that. There are a couple sections or portions of that for me, for me, it was kind of determining what's really important to me. Like what kind of, what's my why, right? When, if you can figure out what your why is, I think it helps you, especially as you kind of get up and get your day going every day, right? And just kind of remembering that and talking about what your why is. I mean, for me, and everyone says this a lot, but it's true. It's like, you know, when I was younger, I thought my why was money, right? I wanted to have all the money in the world, right? And I, and I built a very successful business at a very young age, and I fucking lost it all because I was only focused on money, right? Um, your why has to be bigger than money in my opinion. And so when you can figure that out, for me, it was when my kids were born, right? So I have a 12 year old girl, my, my kids now are 12 and 12 and eight. I have a 12 year old girl and an eight year old boy, right? And with everything kind of going on in the world nowadays, my why is them to make sure that I can leave them some, leave a better world for them than what I had. Um, and what I have, right? Something that transcends and is bigger than just me. And, and if you, if those are things that you can focus on on a daily basis, I think that 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 completely changes the way that you think in your mindset without you even realizing. Um, and that starts from the moment you wake up. And, and I think a lot of other things. I mean, everyone. I think you know you see a lot of people talking about like positive affirmations, right? To, you know, kind of figuring out what what the affirmations are that you want to continuously tell yourself over and over again to attract the things in your life that you want. I honestly used to think that was a bunch of bullshit. I'll be a hundred percent upfront. But even if you think it doesn't work, it still sets you up in in and sets you sets your your thoughts and your thinking and your mindset, right? In up in a positive manner every single day moving forward, the moment you wake up, that it's really hard to 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 break that and go back into that negativity and that negative mindset if you're consistently focusing on those important things. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you get out what you put in, right? Like yeah. your focus goes where energy flows, all that shit. Um, and it, it seems woo-woo, but like there's it does. And and, and I and I and you know. I don't like that aspect of it again, because I think it goes back to everyone talking about it and kind of pushing the same thing. But in reality, it's there. It's true. I mean, it is. And it's just, it's just like anything, what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, many people, you know, half-ass their way through life and then they wonder why they're miserable, you know, when they retire at 59 and a half and, and they've, you know, slaved away for 30 plus years working for someone else. Well, it's because you only put 50% into it. Yeah. What I, speaking of like the work, the way I kind of think of that stuff is it's like, 
it's a tool like a compass to know yeah. where you're going. If all you did was look at the steering wheel, you wouldn't get where you're going because you'd crash. You know right. what I'm saying? But if yeah. you were in a boat, for instance, and you couldn't crash into something, if all you did is like look here without looking around at your navigation shit, you wouldn't be able to do it. But if all you did was stare at your maps and you didn't steer the boat, then you would right. never get where you're going either. So it's like, it's good to kind of like visualize where you want to go and then figure out the steps, work those steps and once in a while check in. But yeah, I feel like you need that balance. And so it's not all, you can't just like create something by thinking about it completely. You still have to well, do and it. that's exactly it. I mean, you, you know, what's the saying? It's like, you know, you can, it's, and I see it so often, right? And uh, 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 analysis paralysis, right? People are so caught in analyzing something and overanalyzing something and trying to make sure that they're it's the perfect time and the perfect place with the perfect plan, and they never, and then they find themselves five years down the road and they still haven't taken any action to actually make it happen, right? Action, whether it's perfect or not, and it never, it's never perfect. Action will far exceed any sort of you know, anal an analyzing you do, any research you do, any planning you do, because the action is what's gonna ultimately get you to where you wanna go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people are afraid to take action. And you know, one of our, like one of our values at my business is speed over perfection. Like, dude, it's okay if it's not perfect, just, just get the shit out. Cause at least then if it's imperfect, well, I can learn why I can make, I can make mm -hmm. an adjustment later on, but like, at least I got it out. At least I'm doing something. I'm curious. Yep. You've built a really successful real estate investment firm. Yep. What values drive you? Um, so what, one of one of them is absolutely speed. I mean, in this industry, speed is hands down one of the most important tools um, and values that we operate on on a day-to-day -day basis, mainly because there's we have so many competitors out there. Um, we, we, we also, you know, our morals and our ethics are extremely important. We're dealing... Well, from a fiduciary responsibility standpoint with people's investments and money. So we have to be 100% transparent, 100% ethical, and 100% moral when it comes to what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. And then the, 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 the other big one is giving back. Uh, I'm a huge proponent of helping others out, giving back in any way you possibly can, whether that's you know someone that you're walking by on the street, whether you're buying someone coffee at Starbucks, or whether you're giving someone a home to live in because you know they're 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 a retired vet that doesn't have one. To me, giving back is huge, and it's something that we, especially now that we're kind of at the level that we are, uh, are putting a, a big emphasis on on that aspect in general. That makes sense. We actually just had um, a gentleman on our podcast who was talking about the concept of giving more in order to get more give more yeah yeah like you get out what you put in kind of thing and it creates this sort of feedback loop of like oh that felt good like i like yeah. doing that i want to do that more cool how do i make more money so that i can do that more yeah i mean it's really true i mean and 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 you know some of my mentors used to tell me that as again when i was younger i used to be like ah that's bullshit like <laughs> yeah but you know now as you kind of get to that point where you can actually see it working and seeing it happen it's 100 percent true the more you give the more you get back and it's again it's about attracting that good stuff into your life right and it's attracting that positivity and if you're helping others out good stuff is just going to come naturally Mm -hmm. um because of the of what you're doing and the good that you're trying to do out there i mean that's why like for us you know one of our biggest things is is building out a, a you know a nonprofit that's going to help uh homeless vets get off the street because i think it's a huge problem that we have right now in this country and why not we're in real estate why not build that 
to help these people out that fight for our freedom every single day. Um, and so for us, that's a big portion of what we're looking to do over the next couple of years is kind of build that portfolio out that we're going to be able to provide that type of affordable housing to these people. And, you know, in return, excuse me, in return, I know what we're going to get. We're going to get a ton of amazing things happening. I don't know what they are, but I know they're going to come because we are, you know, from the bottom of our hearts doing something good. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, I wanted to uh, to ask you um, with uh, some of the time we have we have left because you're a you're a smart, successful investor and a business owner. I wanted to ask you. Um, this might not be a yes or no question, but are we in a recession? We are. Yes. Um, and if we if we go by the the definition that everyone has used for the last fifty plus years, we're in a recession. Um, and I, and I think beyond that, you, you if you look at certain parts of the economy it just reinforces that um inflation's through the roof we're we're at record 40 plus year record inflation 9.1% right now we have two quarters of negative gdp growth um back to back and that's the definition of a recession you're seeing demand slow down um you're seeing wages being stagnant and not keeping up with uh with the the cost of goods um, so you look at all that together, despite the fact, yes, we have record low unemployment, but a lot of that record low unemployment is the fact that these aren't new jobs. They're just people coming back into the workforce and filling the jobs that were open when the shutdowns from COVID happened. Um, and I know that for a fact, because we're one, right? Like we got, we're in Pennsylvania, right? We had some of the most severe shutdowns nationwide. And in fact, real estate, we were the only state left out of all 50 in the country that deemed real estate non-essential. So for almost 120 days, we couldn't, we couldn't close on a property. We couldn't, we couldn't sell a property. We couldn't buy a property if the contract was dated after March 19th. So, and we were the only state, even New York of all places, California, who originally deemed real estate non-essential, um, overturned that and, and deemed it essential. Um, so those so those job numbers to me are kind of skewed because of that. But if you look at everything else, yeah, I, I absolutely think we're 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 in a recession, and I think it's going to continue to get worse. And I think the unemployment numbers are going to start to go up, and it's all and and then I think everyone's going to start realizing we're in it. So what um, what do we or like their listeners do with that information. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure there's there's different profiles and maybe it's different for someone who is like a nine to fiver with no assets sure. or a business owner with no assets yeah. or a person who does like own a home or, you know, yeah. someone who's an investor. I don't know. Like what is like a good kind of takeaway that we can do with that information, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, again, it's going to depend on your situation, obviously, you know, because what I do in my situation is going to be a lot different than what someone else does. And, you know, that's a, maybe a nine to five or, you know, with maybe a 401k or an IRA or something that they can't access, you know, very little in the savings account or whatever it is. Right. Uh, I, I mean, the number one thing is you have to look at what, what where your money's going, obviously, because wages are not increasing, but cost of living has significantly. Right. So you got to figure out how can you get through long term? Uh, and that's going to come down to and, and I'm not one that likes to stay cut costs because I'm, I'm more of an income guy. Like, I'm, you know, if 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 my income isn't meeting what my costs are, OK, then I just need to increase my income. And that's what I focus on. I don't focus on looking to, oh, well, I can cut this membership here 
here or sell this card. That's just not how I do things. However, abundance mindset. Yeah, I love I love that. Yeah. Exactly. However, majority of people, you know, in this country don't look at things that way right they're constantly and my again my mom's one of them going back to that pessimism right or they don't have a way of increasing their income as easily exactly so they have to look at where can they cut their expenses right so so and this goes back to what i've talked about before so where where, what are some of those expenses or you know unnecessary costs well vacations they're going to be the first ones that go right which is also why i tell people do not ever think about buying an airbnb right now Right. Because that's the first sector of this industry that we're in that's going to that's going to see a significant decline, um, you know, and because that's the first money that they get. This, you know, that's the first part of someone's budget that gets pulled. Right. We're, we're going to put that back into food and living costs. Um, you know, I think people you have to look at you just have to look at your costs. Right. And, and look at where your money is going and make sure that, you know, you, you there's always places that people can shave some expenses. Right. Someone can sit there in front of me and tell me, oh, there's I've saved everywhere that I can. And I can sit there and look through what their expenses are. And I could probably point out half a dozen more things that they can give off. Right. They may not like it and they might not want to admit it right there. But, you know, they need to be honest with themselves. So I think the, the most important thing is just being honest with themselves about what they're spending, where they're spending it and where they can cut that. Um, now, with that said, we're, we're not going to be this isn't going to be 2008, right? Come, 2008, 2009, 2010 was, was hard on a lot of people. I mean, you saw a lot of people go bankrupt then, right? Um, this recession is, is, going to be, is going to be completely different and it's not going to be as severe in my opinion, which means a lot more people are going to be able to get by just by cutting some of their expenses. Um, you know, the other option you can look at too is, is the money that you have invested right now that's going to be, you know, like, let's say someone has an IRA, right? Typically in an IRA, you can't touch that until you're 59 and a half, right? But if they move that to a self-directed IRA and they start putting that into some alternative investments like real estate, now all of a sudden they've added a second stream of income to, to themselves on a monthly basis that's going to help, not necessarily help them out right now on a day-to-day, but it's going to provide them a bigger cushion moving forward towards retirement. Mm-hmm. And those are things that a lot of people don't think, don't realize that they can do. They think their IRA or their 401ks are locked up. They can actually utilize those um, in ways that they're not really familiar with. Yeah, I actually just moved mine over. Um, And I'm interested because while I have you, I am in the process right now. And I'm like, dude, I'm a few months later than I should have been. But I'm selling my house in Colorado right now. Mm -hmm. And so part of me is like, oh, cool, I'll sell the house. Like, I'll be going into, you know, a recession with an influx of cash. My question is, what do I do with that cash? Well, see, and that's the thing. You don't want that cash sitting there because right now, you know, you're losing 9% on your money just by having it sit there. Exactly. You know, 80% of all dollars that, that are in circulation right now were printed in the last three years, right? So the inflation problem isn't going away overnight. So if you have money just sitting there, it's going to be doing... It's going to be working against you because it's losing its buying value, buying buying power, right? So you need to get that into something that's going to produce, and I preach this every single day, passive income on a monthly basis for you. Something, some, it needs to go into some asset that is going to be secure long-term, 
right? It is going to see steady appreciation um, that's not going to cause you to have whiplash like the stock market or crypto is, right? That is then going to also generate you income every single month, right? And, and for me, what I say is that it's the only asset that does that is real estate. And it's true. It is the only asset that does that for you. Um, and that will continuously increase, you know, year over year, even if you have a slowdown, um, you know, from time to time, it's still going to long-term increase for you. But the biggest thing is, is that it buy it, 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 it builds you a passive stream of income that, that, that is an additional source of, of revenue for you and your family every single month. And there's very few things that do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was my original. I mean, I don't want to have I don't want to not have a residence in Colorado. So originally, my plan was, you know, downsize the home, move into a town home, and like still sure. have my money in real estate. And now, knowing that, you know, we're in a recession, I imagine things are going to get a little bit worse before they get better. There's probably a pretty ideal opportunity for me to buy it at is. a low cost. Well, it is. And, and you know, when you say you're, you're a few months late, I actually think your timing is really, really good because, yeah, you might be a few months late to maximize the dollar you can get out of the house that you're selling. Yeah. But, you, at, you know, if you, were, if you were to sell a couple months ago and buy at that time, you're also yeah. paying a, the top price. You know, to buy something at that time, then too, right? So now you're kind of in you you have leverage because okay, you're still going to get good money for your home that you're selling, but there's going to be opportunities now for you to buy something that isn't going to have an inflated price with it. You're not going to be competing with twelve other buyers on it, and you're going to be able to get something that's that's at value versus overpaying for something. And and that's why, like I told people, like if you're you know, for the last 12 months, like don't buy a single family home right now to live in because you're going to overpay for it. It doesn't matter where you are. And, and the problem with overpaying for it is that, yes, people have tons of equity right now. But if you overpay for your property, you're going to be upside down when the market finally corrects. And it's going to correct. And we need a correction. We, we do because it can't sustain itself the way that it has been over the last few years, which Honestly, had 2020 and the COVID shutdowns not happened, we would have seen a correction in 2020 in the real estate industry. Um, but they they artificially kept um, interest rates low, which and then pumped a ton of money into people's pockets, which just shot demand up for real estate. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so, so, quick question then. Yeah, and I think this is just to clarify. I'm like relatively new to investing, especially with real estate. Is there a difference that you're referring to between investing in real estate by buying a home or buying like a real estate property versus other ways to invest in real estate? Um, so it really depends on what you want to do and how active you want to be, right? If you want to be hands-on where you're managing the property um, and you're, you're kind of doing everything yourself, you can absolutely go buy your own, your own, you know, your own real estate investment property, manage it on a day-to-day -day basis, put a tenant in there, et cetera. Uh, if you want to be more hands-off, but still get the benefits mm -hmm. for someone, for, for someone that wants that, like a, a fund like us or, or another, you know, one like us would be, would be a good option because you're basically, you're buying real estate with us alongside us you get all the benefits of owning real estate but you don't have to manage it you don't have to manage things on a day-to-day -day basis right yeah, you don't have to good. manage the tenants you don't have to manage the repairs you don't have to manage the taxes you don't have to do any of that you don't have to worry about getting the debt on the property 
all you do is collect the check every single month, basically. Um, you know, so, so there's a couple of different ways you can go about it. Or you could put your money into a trust, a real estate investment trust. I'm not a huge fan of trust, mainly because with a trust, you're basically buying a portion of the company that owns the real estate, not the real estate itself. So you get no tax benefits like you own, like you would if you own real estate because it's a REIT. So you're going to get taxed at your, at your regular capital gains tax rate, right? With us with, and our investors, they put the money in, they're actually owning a piece of the real estate itself, right? Which means they also get the tax write-offs, the depreciation, the accelerated depreciation and, and those benefits so that it offsets and basically reduces their capital gains taxes down to nothing or almost nothing. So you get all the benefits of owning real estate without actually having to do any of the work. Okay. That sounds... That's much more up my alley. I like to be a little bit more hands off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's what, and that's, and that's what our investors love. And whether it's us or another firm, you know, a reputable firm, that's the benefits of investing into a fund like, like, like we are, because you can be hands off, but you own, you own a piece of the real estate, you get the, you get the returns on it and you also get the tax benefits. So here, one more question now on this, because I saw an Instagram post where you were referring to this, you were referring to yeah. taking money to invest in a real estate fund. You mentioned something about, say you buy a home and you then, because that's not an asset, it's a liability, you refinance that home, you pull some of that. Talking about the debt oh. equity post I did? Yeah, that one sounded really cool. Yeah, so debt equity, right? Everyone, everyone looks at me like they like I have four eyes when I say that word, right? When I tell them your home is not an asset and, and you have debt equity, meaning it's sitting there doing absolutely nothing. Because people love to say, oh, I, you know, I have 50% of my house paid off. Great. What's it doing for you? Absolutely nothing, right? It's just sitting there and it's debt equity, right? So why not get that money working for you? The benefits with real estate is what is, is leverage, right? We can leverage real estate to build wealth. Anyone that's built significant wealth has never been able to do it without using leverage, right? So leverage is the key to real estate. So if you have a $500,000 home that has $250,000 in equity into it, that $250,000 in equity could go and buy you five to six to seven single family home investment properties. They're going to make you an extra five, six, seven grand a month. Why would you not want to do that? You have my attention. Right. Versus leaving your money just sitting there doing nothing. Right. Because it is. It's sitting there tied up in your house doing absolutely nothing. Whereas you can get that money working for you because, you know, like part of our portfolio is in affordable housing, Section 8. Right. So we do multifamily. We do Section 8. We buy Section 8 properties for $85,000, $90,000 every single day, putting 15% down. Do the math. You know, if you got a couple hundred thousand dollars in equity there that you can utilize, you can build yourself a nice little portfolio that is going to generate you a significant amount of money profit every single month to put in your pocket that then is going to allow you to grow even more. So, yeah, I always tell people like, look, you talk to me about having like your house half paid off or almost you know fully paid off. And I laugh at you because you, you literally have dead money sitting there that's doing nothing. Yeah, you can leverage that debt. Yeah. No, you don't um, over leverage yourself. That's what happened in 2008, right? Everyone over leveraged themselves, but you do it smart. Yeah. So I have, I have one last question. Um, I hear from so many people that I know is that I know they actually could, but that they're like, I'll never be able to afford to buy a house or I'll never be able to like afford to get into real estate, that sort of thing. And like, I know 
for a fact that they like could just yeah. be just from my understanding of, yeah. of things. Um, <laughs> but what do you, what do you say to people who say that? And like, what's a first step for, um, learning and like getting involved in, in real estate? Great question. So that's a fear. That's a fear response, right? When someone says that it's simply because they're scared because they don't know what they're, they don't know what they don't know. Right. And for them to go about it themselves, no, they, because they have that mindset, they probably couldn't. Um, with that said, there's very, there's so many ways that you can, you can get started in this industry and, and into real estate investing. A lot of times that's just finding a mentor or partnering up with someone that has more experience than you that you can learn from. And if that means you, you have, let's say you have some money, but you're scared to do it or you don't know how to do it. You partner up with someone that knows how to do it. You bring your money to the table. You guys go in as partners. They teach you, they help you manage the deal. They help you buy the deal, underwrite the deal, et cetera. It's a great way to get started into this industry if you want to be hands-on, right? It's important to know whether you want to be hands-on or whether you want to be like Josh and be like a little bit more passive and hands-off. If you want to be hands-off, but still get involved, investing into a fund is, is the way to go. Um, but I teach people and I, and I, and I show people, you know, I, I bring on a certain number of mentees every single year that just like want to learn that are going to ask me questions. I'm going to kind of guide them along the way. There's so many ways, even if you don't have any money, you can utilize other people's money to get started in the real estate investing by partnering up with people, um, to, to, to get your feet kind of in the mix and get going. Uh, you know, I tell people like, look, look around you. There's all, just look into your sphere of influence, right? Your circle of influence that you have the people around you. Guarantee you someone in that sphere has the money to do it or has the experience and is investing in real estate before that you can tap into. That's step number one. Just utilize the people that you already know around you. And then from there, you can start scaling out and attending different events, local real estate investment groups. Every city has one, you know, kind of getting your feet in there and learn and meeting people and networking with those people. Because some of those local groups have some amazing people in it that, that are more than willing to help someone out and get, get them started in the industry. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. I, I think a lot of people are afraid. I think that's a, a well yeah, because they, they think it's impossible. They well, they actually well, think they're, they're like, I don't have a hundred thousand dollars. How could yeah. I buy a house? Yeah, it's yeah, like astronomical. Yeah. You can do it with zero dollars. So. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like you can absolutely get started in this industry if you have zero money. I've seen and I've helped people that have had zero money, five hundred plus, you know, five hundred credit score, start building their own real estate investment portfolio because they're partnering up with people that have the money have the credit, but don't have the time to do it themselves, right? So they bring the money and the credit to the table. The person that doesn't have either of those brings the time, you know, to the table and they partner up and it's a great partnership. Yeah. And then once that person gets, starts getting established and getting some deals and some experience under his belt, then he starts moving off on his own and, 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 and expanding that, that portfolio. But it, I mean, you can absolutely do it with $0. And, and I've seen it done, you know, I, I've, I've helped people do it. Um, you know, it's, it's, there's nothing in this industry that's impossible. You have to actually just really want to do it. And if you well, do, exactly. if you really Again, want to a, do it, yeah, do it. It, it's about, it's about what we talked about earlier, right? You put in, you know, you get, you, you get back what you put in, right? It's not easy. It takes a ton of work, you know? And I tell people every single day, like we look at, we probably look at a hundred properties for every one that we buy. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just a lot of kind of monotonous looking at the same stuff over and over and over again before we find that one property that fits our criteria that we buy. But, you know, that's all part of the learning process too. 
Yeah. I think for a lot of people, it's probably easy to forget that like, dude, money's not the only currency. Like don't underestimate the value of your time. And a lot of people who have a lot of money, they got there by saving time. So if you can save them time and help them make more money, like it is a win-win. So well, and that's that's where I am. People approach me all the time. They're like, "Hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee or can I buy you lunch? I want to pick your brain." I'm like, "No, like my time is more valuable than a cup of coffee or a lunch." I'm sorry. Like, yeah. you know, if you want to bring bring value me, bring to me the a table, really good deal that I can close yeah. that I didn't know about, and yeah. you'll be on board. Yeah, like bring something of value to the table that, that's going to help me. Right? If you can do that, I will absolutely give you my time and help you out. But, you know, I can buy my own coffee. I can buy my own lunch, right? And I typically do it while I'm on the fly because I don't have the time. <laughs> Dude, Matt, this is a great episode. We went kind of from, I like, we went from like an inspirational to now like an informational uh, type. Inspo to info. Inspo to info. <laughs> That's going to be the, the new tag on this one. I really enjoyed this. Um, you're a solid yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely interested in learning more about you and what you do. Uh, I know our listeners are too. I'd love to get in touch. Where can we yeah. find you, man? Give yourself a plug. Yeah, so really easy. You can find us online, Sim Capital, S-I-M-M Capital.com. Uh, talks everything about the fund is right there. My bio is right there. You can get you can get in touch with us right through there. You can actually even sign up for our investor portal right through that, right through our website as well that accesses all of our opportunities and deals. Uh, and then you can find me on Instagram, um, real Matt Simmons. Um, and then you can find me on TikTok as well, official Matt Simmons. Um, and those are all my real estate uh, geared and oriented pages and uh, lots of info there for you guys. And the website will help you out as well. This has been awesome, man. I really appreciate you coming on and uh, inspiring and educating us. This has been great. So, uh, guys, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm pumped to be here. I appreciate it very much. Of course, man. Anytime. And uh, thank you again for coming. Thank you to the listeners for tuning in to another episode. We will see you all next week. 